The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. And it is time to get back to the action with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World. Absolutely. Thank you so much. A special edition of Dirt World here for Friday, January 9th, 2009. Our first installment of the 2009 racing season with Billy the Kid. As always, I'm Joe Dirt. And Billy was just talking about just when you think the, the holidays are over, you may have a little bit of time. Not the case. We're a week away from the Chili Bowl, a couple of weeks away from uh, action at Ocala. Uh, uh, this is our first show yeah. since the Gators won the national championship. <laughs> I'll let you integrate a little football into it, Bill. I just had to throw that in. I'm sorry, man. Get on to our big gift. Yeah, we we really will. And talking about SEC football, this this young man here picked up a big win. The Crate Nationals over at East Bay Raceway Park just before Christmas drove the number 50. Rusty Wallace, Toyota-sponsored late model to a a big one over there for perhaps one of the biggest crate races in the southeast. Uh, He is also an SEC fan, checking in from Moorestown, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, Shannon Buckingham. Shannon, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you doing? Very well. We thank you so much. We know we had you scheduled, uh, well, two weeks ago, or about three weeks ago, rather. You were actually on your way to Kansas City for an indoor midget uh, in, in, in modified race, and uh, I asked you how that went, and you'd probably like to forget that one. Yeah, that was pretty bad. We, we come off for a big win in Florida and went out there, and I, I think I crashed every time I was on the racetrack. So, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to just put that one behind me. No doubt about it. Well, man, I'll tell you, it just certainly solidified your name in late model racing, and, and you turned a lot of people on their ear uh, over at East Bay Raceway Park. Uh, you know, the name Shannon Buckingham, you know, of course, being inside the industry, knowing, you know, who does what and who's up and coming talent, we're certainly real familiar with you. But a lot of people are like, Shannon Buckingham, man, he was racing with Randy Cordy and, and uh, you know, Horton and all these different guys. Who the heck is he? Shannon, tell us about it. Well, you know, it's um, I've been racing for a long time, and it, you know, it's uh, had a lot of wins. But you know, until you start running with this late model group with the with the outstanding exposure they get, you know, it's really easy to go along and, and do a lot of dirt racing and not be very well known. But you know, the these bigger crate races, and you know, definitely some of the super races, you get such good exposure out of it that you know, hopefully, it won't take us too long to be to be known, uh, you know, in the dirt late model world. If we can get a few more wins behind us. You've been racing the crate cars for a couple of years now. I'd say I think it's more than a couple, but I, I'm not badly mistaken, but I may be close. To, you started out the 2008 season at uh, Super Bowl of Motorsports, and I thought you won one of the crate races there. Was that true or no? Yeah, yeah, we, we started there last year. We actually ran with the Super and with the crate, and um, we just kind of went down there to get our feet wet and play around. We, we had some uh, some very right cars, and, and we were fixing to get our Bloomquist stuff, and we went down and pitted with Scott and uh, just kind of felt the track out and uh, played around with the Super. And we ran all, all three nights with the crate car and, and actually finished uh, third the first night and, and broke leading the second night and then and was able to win the third night. But we, we had a real good race car down there. really should have won all three races if we could have had a, a little bit of luck in our favor. Great racing is something that you uh, just something that you're, you're cutting your teeth in and you're going to move out to the Super. Because I know you ran your Super at Golden Isles a little bit here and there, and I think you've been dabbling in the Super. Is that something we're going to see more and more in 2009 or no? Oh, yes, yes. Well, my plans, honestly, were to run almost exclusively Super races. But, you know, with this, this win um, down at East Bay uh, with Scott's cars, uh, 
you know, my first race with a crate motor in Scott's car. And, um, you know, I was really happy to, to transition, you know, that fast with the crate motor in his car, you know, because it takes a little bit different, a little bit different setup on that. So, and, and there's some really big races at the first of the year. I know Green Valley, Alabama is supposed to have a 25,000 to win with a crate engine. And, and East Alabama's got a 10,000. And, you know, and, and also back at East Bay, there's a, some crate races at the end of February that pay, you know, 2,500 or 3,000 a night. So I, I'm going to run three or four uh, crate shows at the beginning of the year, but we're going to mostly do super stuff this year. Pretty much answered the question the way I wanted to hear it. I, I wanted to know if, if, if Scott had any any persuasion towards you staying in the crate more and more because I think you have the only Bloomquist chassis that's running the crate motors. Is that, isn't that correct? Yes, I, I believe so. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe another couple of guys, you know, stick a crate engine in there and go go try to run that deal but you know scott really doesn't care it's all about winning and winning some money and uh, you know if there's some money on the table out there and, and obviously if there's none of the bloomquist cars uh, trying to get it then i you know i feel like we have the best opportunity so um you know he's just all about winning and winning money and it doesn't matter where that money's at that's what we're going to go do absolutely and, and shannon you know your relationship with bloomquist is obviously a strong one and maybe you could help put a few things to rest here uh, over the past couple of seasons, Scott Bloomquist appears to have reached out to several different drivers, and it's a select few drivers, just a handful, that he chooses to actually run uh, his chassis. Now, with that decision and with that relationship being developed with those different drivers, including yourself, how much hands-on does Scott require? I mean, uh, it, it, what are the, the, the guidelines to you being able to run a Bloomquist chassis? Because it's pretty elite. Um, I, you know, I don't, he, he's got it, he's got his own, in his mind what he wants. He, he doesn't, he says he doesn't want any prima donnas. He doesn't want guys that are, that are out there just, you know, with a, trying to make a name and, and trying to do something. He wants guys that are really into racing, you know, for the right reasons. Uh, you know, I know he wants guys that, that take care of their equipment and, and, and try to, you know, go out and run a good race without running over guys and tearing up a lot of race cars and, you know, making him look bad, obviously. Um, or making the cars look bad. Um, you know, I think he, the number one thing he wants is he just wants somebody that is that's truly dedicated to racing. I mean, you know, he says all the time, "How bad do you want to win?" You know, so he he's just looking for guys that are that are really you know into keeping up their own equipment and are really that he can work with one on one. I don't think he wants to work with a car owner and a crew chief and a driver that just shows up every now and then. You know, he wants guys to really you know to take it as seriously as he does. I think that's the number one thing we've got going for us. And, I, and I'll tell you what, man, I mean, he's a, he's a technician, and he has certainly turned into not only, you know, a, a successful veteran in this sport, but now somebody that in the developmental stages of different drivers, I, I think uh, uh, it should, it is highly regarded. I mean, I think the, the, the work that he's doing with everybody out there, including yourself, I, I think it just speaks volumes about his attitude. You know, you, you, you hear so many people that uh, talk about the controversy several years ago, whatever it was surrounding Scott Bloomquist, but now, uh, I mean, all of that aside, Scott Bloomquist is the best of the best out there. He's the best in a big body. Yeah, he, he is unbelievable, and I think you you got to be happy running that equipment, no doubt. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, that's my that was what that was my goal from the start. We went to Scott originally and tried to buy cars, and he was he was first starting to to, to jig and build cars, and we were just getting into it, you know, and, and it wasn't really a good match right off the bat, and he actually pointed us in the direction we went with our Barry Wright cars with our crate program and told us to go learn a little bit and let him get on his feet and then come back and you know we kept a close relationship the whole time and uh, you know and that's what we did and uh, it seemed to work it worked out really well for us I'm, I'm really tickled with the, with the whole relationship 
And Shannon, you also have to be tickled with your uh, recent story in the latest Dirt Late Model magazine uh, that uh, uh, hit the newsstands. I just got my uh, issue last week. Pretty darn exciting, man. You've got the center there, a nice fold-out, and uh, uh, that, that's a great story. And let me just touch on just the beginning of that story, how you know this relationship with Rusty Wallace Toyota, the local car dealership up there, came about. It's supposed to be a one-race deal. Obviously, somebody was pretty darn happy with your performance because he's still sporting the all-Toyota uh, paint scheme on that Camry. Yeah, you know, it's funny you said that because we just left uh, the dealership just a, a couple hours ago, went down there and, and took the magazine and, and was showing it to a couple of the guys, the general manager down there, Patrick Moore, um, you know, and he was with the owner, Fred, and, and they were super excited. You know, we, we, we've sold them several cars. We've, we've turned a lot of customers on to them, and, you know, and that's what it's about. It's got to be good for everybody. And uh, it, it's obviously been really good for us, and uh, you know, and that's what we try our best, you know, to push those Toyotas. And you know, we own Toyotas. I drive Toyotas. I always have, and, and so I believe in them. And you know, and it makes it easy when you when you got a fellow guy around the racetrack like, man, I, I need a new truck, or you know, I'm looking for a car, and, you know, and you can point them in the right direction, and you you believe in you believe in the products that are on your race car. Um, it makes it a lot easier, and we we've got a really good relationship with those guys. I'm I'm really excited about it. It's you know, we got the same deal with them for this coming year, so. It's really a pretty cool deal. And, not, you know, go ahead, go. not very much in the way of crate series cars for speed weeks or winter winter nationals down this area. Is it? We, may we see you down this area with a super late model? Oh yeah, I'm, that's what I've been doing uh, all night tonight. I'm uh, working on my two cars. I'll have two supers um, loaded up in the trailer, and I'm coming down for Brunswick, and I'm staying for East Bay and Volusia as well. Uh, nice. We're going to run all of Brunswick week week. Didn't do very good last year as far as the, the January races, but <clears throat> once we got Scott's equipment, I went back down and ran that the Lucas TV race and uh, started 19th and came to 8th and had a really good car, you know, and that was first, some of my first races in, in Scott's cars, so I'm I'm really excited. I really feel like we'll have a good program for there, and we're going to run all the Brunswick deal. We're going to kind of jump in and out of East Bay. I've never ran East Bay with a Super, and, and it can get pretty hectic, and, you know, so I'm just going to kind of pick and choose and... and Maybe hot lap and qualify a few nights. And if, if we've got a good race car, we're going to race it. If not, you know, we're just going to try to work on our program, and get a little better, and then we're going to go to Volusia and run and run those nights over there as well. So we're loading up, and I, I mean, it's going to be a month long, month long deal. Um, you know, as soon as Volusia's over, not many people know it, but East Bay has the three nights with the crate races again, and uh, right. you know, so we're really loading up for the month. You know, so I'm I'm pretty excited about doing all that. Well, dude, you need to just take care of that equipment at Frankie's place there in Brunswick and then, of course, over at East Bay because we want to see uh, some performance out of Volusia. That's our selfishness right there. That's where we're going to be. But, you know, uh, is Scott coming back to Volusia as well, do you know? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I believe we're, uh, you know, there's three or four of us that are planning on, you know, I mean, you never know when you leave. Right. You, you you could wreck cars in two nights. But I think the plan for for most of, most of the guys running Scott's equipment is to, uh, is to definitely hit Brunswick and, and Volusia hard. You know, I know uh, several of them are going to hit East Bay as well. Uh, you know, I talked to Rick Eckert. You know, he's coming out this year with Scott with Scott's race cars. And, yeah, and uh, I talked to him last night. He says he's running every night at East Bay. So, you know, if we don't have a good car at East Bay, uh, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll crew up and help him work on his car. Maybe we can, you know, work with him and, and try to learn something and, you know, have some fun. You know, you, you talk about having fun, but it's, it's a long but once it gets rolling, if you're bad, it seems like it's short timing. But when you're good, yeah. it seems like it's long timing. <laughs> yeah, it can, you know, have a, 
if you start out on a, on a bad note, it can, it could be a long month, you know. And that, that's what I say. Our you know our plans are pretty open. We're we're going down with the intentions of doing a lot of racing, but you know you never know. You never know what what can happen on that. But we'll I'm pretty sure we'll be good at Brunswick, you know. And we're open minded at East Bay. I've never been there with a super, you know. And as most people that have been there knows, it's a totally different racetrack from say a crate car to a to a supercar and. You know, we're just, you know, we understand the competition stiff, and, you know, there's a lot of cars with a lot of experience, and, you know, we don't have anything to prove. We mostly just want to bring our race cars home for the rest of the season. So, you know, we'll go out and hot lap a little and, and qualify, and if, if we're good, we'll uh, we'll get right in there and, and race with the best of them. If we're not, we'll back up and punt or, you know, do what we've got to do. Shannon, uh, take no, this. Go I don't ahead, think there'll be too much fun. No, not at all. Yeah, you're going to be passing, baby. <laughs> uh, take this opportunity. You've got, uh, obviously, this long month uh, stretch down here in, in Florida in February, you, you got a good crew, uh, you know, keeping this car on the racetrack and, and, and turning the wrenches and doing the right things, the tires and everything. Talk about some of the guys you're going to bring down and, and, and what they bring to the to the effort. Well, I want to bring my dad, obviously. Uh, you know, he and I, we started racing together in a, in a little class, uh, a dwarf car class, and, and it was all for fun, and we had a blast. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, that, that know my dad, he, he's, a, he's obviously the hardest working guy in the pits, everybody knows that, but... Um, he, he's a good race car driver too i mean there was there was a lot of nights that i'd win one night he would win the next or you know we'd finish first and second and uh, he, he put his whole racing career on hold just to you know just to help manage our team and to do what he does and and he, he's he's the most vital part of my team um, he does all the tire work uh, you know helps do all the maintenance he does a little bit of everything so obviously i can't go anywhere without him and uh, then my wife uh, amanda she's coming with me and uh, she just does, I mean, from keeping the helmet clean to, to making sure the lineups are right to, you know, making sure I'm where I'm supposed to be at the right time. And, I mean, she can she can do it all. She can put high heels on and go to dinner, or she can put her blue jeans on and get out of the car and change a, a gear. I mean, she can, she can really do a lot. So she's pretty she's pretty important on the race team, too. Um, then I've got one of my sponsors, the S&S Millwright that I've, I've run on all my cars. Um, he, he doesn't just help uh, with money, but he also goes to all my races and helps pit crew and you know, just does a lot of helps keep all the <clears throat> all the tires going and tire pressures. And, you know, helps me do all the spring changing. And so really, we're a little bit short crew. You know, normally we like to have five, but we're going down with four this year. But but they're they're quality help. You know, I don't have any yeah. any rookies as far as, as as working on the car. So they'll they'll know what's going on and be prepared. So I'm pretty excited. We we should be we should be fine with help. Good deal. And, and, and finally, Shannon, let's let's get into this race car a little bit. Just kind of. Uh, browsing over the article in the latest edition of Dirt Late Model. Uh, this, of course, a, a, a Toyota Camry, you know, that is sponsored by Rusty Wallace Toyota. You talk about how you would like to get some Toyota power soon. How far away is that in their development to put Toyota power in a late model? Man, I, I would love to know. I would love to be able to give you an answer. You know, with with the economy taking a dive like it has, uh, it's made a lot of a lot of uncertainty and everything, I and mean, it definitely has. And you know, as far as knowing what these car manufacturers are going to do as far as money spent, you know, towards racing. And, you know, I don't know. I know they've got some steel block aluminum-headed motors that are running in sprint cars and USAC cars, the, the Silver Crown stuff, a lot of asphalt stuff, where the where they, the steel blocks that hurdle. Um, to my knowledge, they don't have anything aluminum yet. Um, you know, and, and like I say, my deal's been through Rusty Wallace and through, you know, I mean, I've, I've rubbed elbows with a few of the corporate Toyota guys, but, you know, that the TRD group is a whole other group, you know, besides that. And, and that's what we really our goal is, is to get those guys excited about dirt lay model racing, um, you know, to get them 
interested. We, you know, we know they make the horsepower. It's obvious watching the cup guys and the truck guys. Um, you know, everything they've got involved with, they, you know, they've been 100 percent and and really put forth the effort that, that what it took to be out front. So, you know, we know they've got um, we know they've got the engines that that are capable of winning races every weekend. So, you know, really, we just got to get those guys excited about some dirt late models. Yeah, and I think that's right around the corner, my man. I really, really do. You look at the. Uh plight of Toyota in the Cup Series nationwide, as well as now, of course, the trucks really have scaled back. But maybe this is just exactly the market that uh, uh, I think will be their, their focus next. And I really hope that for you and for everybody to really get that, that name out there. And like you say, you draw uh, uh, kind of a comparison with what Steve Francis did uh, with Mopar Performance. And, and I think you're going about it the right way, my man. I think it's just it's a wonderful, wonderful relationship you got going with them. Well, thank you. I, I hope so. I mean, we've got, you know, the, the Rusty Wallace deal is the best deal we've had. Um, they're, they're super good to us. So, I mean, if it, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, I'm, I'm completely satisfied with where we're at. You know, I think it would be better for the sport. You know, the competition is always better. Um, the prelude that they have at Eldora every year with the cup drivers, yeah. I mean, that's a huge deal. That's huge exposure, um, you know, not only for you know, the dirt late models and the drivers and the teams, but, you know, for, for all the sponsors involved, you know, to have those, you know, I, I forget the numbers on the pay-per-view viewings, but it was it was extremely high, you know. If we, we can just build off of that, you know, and try to, you know, just try to bring just try to bring some exposure to our sport. You know, speaking of bringing some exposure, we hope you bring uh, bring some whoopers to, to them here in the state of Florida, and uh, we can't, can't wait to see you when you get here, and uh, wish you the best of luck till you get here, man, and we appreciate you taking some time out tonight and being with us, and, uh, we know your time's important, and it's a Friday night. And uh, Go get that thing ready to rock and roll, bud. All right, I, we're going to do it. We're going to bring some excitement one way or another. So we That's look good. forward to seeing you guys. They're, they're going to know who you are, I'll tell you that. And it, 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 that whooping you put on them is not going to be soon forgot when you get back to East Bay. Shannon Buckingham, thank you so much for checking in with us uh, out of Mooresburg, uh, Tennessee. Thank you very much, my man. Thank you, sir. All right, see you. Yeah, this, this guy's serious. This this guy's been around the crate racing yeah. a little bit, and I knew that he picked up one of the wins at uh, Brunswick last year on the opening crate deal up there for the the Super Bowl of Motorsports. And uh, what a year he's had! I mean, and to say he wants to run some supers, this could be trouble for a lot of super guys in this deal. And uh, you know, I think uh, one thing that we talked about on Monday night was uh, we talked about Rick Eckert uh, with uh, Rick Eshelman. We talked about Rick Eckert. He said Rick Eckert was in the GRT, but we both knew that Rick Eckert was in a. Blue That's race. exactly right. He didn't believe it. I talked to him off the air several times personally. Yeah, he still don't believe still it. Still don't believe it. Heard it right here from another Bloomquist driver. Yeah, Rick Eckert is in a Bloomquist car. That could be a threat, too, this year. Absolutely. We have to try to get Rick Eckert on here in the next few weeks. We could do that. Let me check in uh, on the email bag one more time. Oh, our buddy Jimbo. No love and no money, but at least he's not six feet under. <laughs> so he is home on a Friday night. Uh, everybody hates him. Nobody gives him any money, but he's still kicking. <laughs> so we're going to step away with that. You heard Fred, the... The dysfunctional Basset Hound in the background giving us our cue that when we come back we'll have the Tar Heel Tiger and the winner of the Ice Bowl at Talladega Short Track, Gray Cook. <laughs> 